Hello, this is Mike Gatto and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hop Union. This is our 10th episode of our podcast, Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Today, we're extremely excited to be at Coors Field. Uh, we are going to be talking to uh, Mike Miller and Tom Hale from Sandlot Brewery. They're right inside the inside the stadium. We are actually sitting on the outdoor corner having our first beers. It's a beautiful day in Denver. The Colorado Rockies are in first place, which is one of the nice surprises for the year in the Ameri- in the National League West. Uh, but Steve, I'll start it off with you. Uh, it was a it was a great weekend if you were a Seattle Mariners fan, and it was a terrible weekend if you were a Minnesota Twins fan. That's all I can say. I owe you a couple of top cutters. I think the Twins got swept, so I might even have to switch those to bottom cutters. Mike, it was absolutely the highlight of my baseball season so far to be able to enjoy Friday's game with you uh, at Safeco Field. Uh, I, I was uh, probably very pleasantly surprised that uh, your daughter Audrey was sporting a Seattle Mariners uh, hat. So That's the, not uh, fair. That's not fair. The, that. No, the, the transition begins. <laughs> but it was fun. I, sp- I spent the whole weekend. Uh, we were lucky to get a sweep uh, of the Minnesota Twins, and I was having so much fun that uh, I decided to stay yesterday before I drove <laughs> home and watched uh, the Mariners uh, beat the Texas Rangers as well. So very rare that you get four uh, – games in in one weekend even more rare that uh, the Mariners win for so it was a great weekend yeah you do realize you have to pay Audrey's uh, tuition now that she's become a Mariners <laughs> fan, right? I'll I'll contribute my fair share how about the proceeds for the beers you owe me going down as a down payment <laughs> fair enough now it's a, it's a, but the, the the west the western division this year is exciting. You've got the the Mariners are a surprise in the uh, the American League, and the Rockies are a big surprise in the in the National League West. Uh, you know, uh, I think everybody was sort of uh, anticipating the Dodgers would would be very strong. Uh, some thought that the, of course the Giants would be would be good contenders, but it's the uh, it's the Rockies that are at the top of the division at the moment. That's pretty exciting for baseball. They are, and last night uh, I was lucky enough, I got home early enough that I flipped the TV on and, and got to see uh, former Mariner Chris Iannetta get that single up the middle to uh, beat my National League Giants. Uh, they, they've got a good good young ball club there in Colorado, and uh, they, they should be uh, very happy with the results over the next couple of years if they can keep that group together. Yeah, no, it's, and it's it's great for Denver. I mean, this is a, I mean, it's a good baseball town, but it's truly a great beer town. And uh, you know, I'm I'm with our, our regional sales manager Jesse Umbarger. He's been been with uh, Yakima Chief Hop Union now for 11 years. Uh, he, he's based here, this this entire state of Colorado. But what a what a great beer area, and uh, what a great baseball town. And uh, it's a real pleasure to be here at Coors Field today. It's great to hear the shout-out for Jesse, too, one of my favorite human beings. He's been with the company uh, even pre-merger and uh, just a good, solid uh, hop guy, guy who knows how to make a great beer, and uh, shout-out to Jesse. Yeah, no, good man. Uh, well, we've got, like I said, we've got Mike Miller and uh, Tom Hale, and uh, I guess, Tom, you've been right here at Sandlot since this stadium opened in 1995, right? It's true. Day one, board open. And, and and how did how did you end up here in uh, in Denver? And how did you end up here at Sandlot Brewery in Coors Field? Well, I, I ended up 
in Denver because I didn't like Miami and moved back. I got a different job. Uh, I was a mindless financial drone for a while, and then I answered an ad here for uh, they needed a brewmaster, and I sent in a letter and said, "Well, I'm not qualified, but the guy probably needs help." <laughs> and eventually, I got the job, so here I am. But you're an engineer by training. No, well, aerospace. Aerospace. Yeah. It's funny, we've got uh, one of the best brew towns in the United States, Huntsville, Alabama. And you're like, why the hell Huntsville, Alabama? And it's because that's where there's a NASA station, and you've got these retired NASA scientists that are, you know, they approach beer from the science part of it. I'm, do, you, do you think it's more science or art when you think about your own brewing? Or? Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful marriage between science and art. Right. And I've been to the Spice Center Okay. in, uh, in Huntsville. Yeah. It's local lingo for space. If you're down there, spice. It's like, really? <laughs> okay. And and Mike Miller, how long have you been here at uh, Sandlot? How did you get involved in brewing? Well, I've, I've been here two years, and I, I probably got this job just because nobody else wanted to work with Tom. <laughs> so that's how I got to I've been with Coors for 21 years now. Um, numerous jobs in Golden mm-hmm. uh, just gave me a, a good background. Well, you know, we uh, I had the pleasure of going out to the uh, the Golden facility last uh, last year during the GABF, and and it really is a pretty special place. Uh, you know, for you know, we we tend to focus a lot on craft breweries, and when I think of Coors, what I saw there was a a brewery that was really wedded to the community. Uh, you know, you, you, you read the history of what Adolph Coors and his, uh, his family did for the community over the years and really kind of took care of people there as long as they could. And, and it's a pretty special place. And think about where you are here in downtown Denver. You know, you're, you're again surrounded by a neighborhood more than an industrial downtown. You know, you've got, you've got a bit of both. But that's, again, what to me makes so much of the craft industry pretty special is people are trying to be part of a community, trying to invoke uh you know, local people that can walk up and get a decent beer and all that sort of thing. So here in Sandlot, are you getting people during the day as well as just at the games or is it almost strictly a game time crowd or what sort of, uh, what sort of, uh, um, beer drinking consumer do you have here? Well, uh, unfortunately we do not run the tap room. Airmark runs all the, uh, the drink and beverage and the food in the stadium. So, they have chosen not to open up the, the tapper during non-game days, uh, which is unfortunate in our, our opinion, but that's okay. Um, we are venturing out into different tap rooms. Um, we have our Blue Moon right across the street that we that we brew. We have a Hellas over at Avanti, which is off 20th. So we're, we're starting to get out. We have we have tap rooms down in Golden. So you can still capture our, our beers around Denver. But mm-hmm. uh, hopefully someday we'll have, yep. we'll have this happen. So you've got Sandlot here. You've got the uh, the Pilot Brewery, AC Golden, out in, uh, in in Golden. And then you've got the different craft brewers like Terrapin that uh, that the, the Miller Coors group has bought uh, over time. Do you get together as a group and then talk about where and how you're going to roll out some of these beers as a group and, you know, the, um, beyond the, the big the big lager lineup that uh, Miller and Coors have uh, throughout the couple of states? Not a bunch. They're, you know, they're still just the independent breweries they always were. They just have a different owner, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And we, I guess we collaborated last year on a beer, but 
for the most part, they're just the same breweries they always were, and we're, we're all kind of independent. And you guys, well, congratulations. You guys won uh, a bronze medal at the uh, the World Beer Festival a couple of weeks ago in Nashville for your smoked beer. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Steve, you're trying that one, aren't you, back in Yakima? I, I am, and, and, you know, they say that secondhand smoke is not good for you, but uh, I could tell you I can get used to this secondhand smoke. It's, it's a very unique beer and uh, something that uh, I enjoy a smoky beer once in a while, and this is uh, excellent, guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's good for you, too. You know, initially we did the secondhand smoke when they, they started the smoking ban here in Denver. And uh, <laughs> we, we always thought it would be good to, like, put a big sign on the window so you can get your secondhand smoke here. <laughs> if you think they could for a cigarette, <laughs> they couldn't. Yeah. They buy a... Who came up with that recipe? Was that a, a long time coming? Was it a short-termer? Or... I, I guess I did. What, what do you have in it? What, what are, how, how do you create a smoke beer? I don't have any idea uh, how you would do that. We uh, use smoke malt. Okay. It's, it's mostly smoke malt and from uh, Fireman Malting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're in Bayenburg. That's what they make smoke beers. So that's what we use. Everything you're using, you're using the uh, the original Coors yeast? Or are you moving it around or not? No, we, we end up using, uh, we'll use Coors yeast and we also use well, there's three other lager yeast we use. And we all lager? Not all lager, but, uh, they're, they're, yeah, so there's four different lagers strangely used, depending on our mood. And then uh, uh, vice beer strain, we're not doing that sort of thing. So, so Mike, what's uh, the best-selling beers that you, you produce here in San Juan? What What's going out the door the fastest? Uh, right now, the uh, 25th, the Rockies 25th anniversary lager is our uh, top one, followed by Wicked Hop, our Belly Slide Wit. It's probably a top three right now. And, and how often are you changing up beers here for people to try something different? You know, we have we have basically one rotating tap handle in the in the tap room. Um, so we're, we're doing the half of icing tomorrow, so that'll probably get rotated in next. Um, but it's hard to, for, for our, just me and Tom to keep up with so many different styles. So we don't, we don't make, you know, a plunker of beers. Right. We stick to the, the main ones and then we, we have one, one rotating tap. And how many, how many kegs or how many barrels of beer do you go through during a typical Rockies game? Um, you know, that, uh, as we were talking earlier, if it's a bad weather game, you could go through probably 10 to 15 barrels for the whole stadium. Um, cause we can go seven to eight barrels in the tap room alone. Right. If it's a, a normal sunny day, I'd probably say seven to eight barrels. Okay. How, how did you get started in brewing, Mike, way back when, or? Well, I, I kind of came in in the water lab in, okay. down in Golden, um, and then I, I bit into the research and development where I was a chemist for seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was in quality insurance for seven years, and then I was quality manager for Golden Malting for two and a half, and then I bid on the, the brewmaster job down here, and I got it. Very so, nice. Nice. So you got how many guys all together here in, uh, in the Sandlot Brewery? How many, how many on your team? You're looking at him. You too. <laughs> I, 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 was that a trick question? I think he's funny. 
Yeah, I, 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 the sense of humor. He needs to drink more beer. Um, yeah, it's just me and Tom. Just you guys. You're doing everything here. Wow. Yep. Hey, Tom. I've, I've got to tell you, Tom. I've, uh, I, I'm somewhat of a baseballaholic, so I've been to a couple games at Coors Field, and just by coincidence, I've met your grandmother. Oh, grandma. <laughs> yeah. She's not really my grandma. <laughs> She's long past. She, uh, the, the very. First time I went there, we got seats right behind home plate, and uh, she was the usher, and she asked, well, where are you boys from? And I says, well, we're from up in the Yakima Valley, up in the Pacific Northwest. We work for a hop company. And she says, well, you've got to meet my grandson. And uh, I don't know if you remember that. This has been a couple of years ago, but I did indeed come and meet her grandson, and, and it wasn't until later I figured out that uh, – Basically, I'm probably one of her grandsons by now. Uh, you are, you are now. Right yeah. Now, yeah. So. You know, her great grandchildren, who I bring uh, to games and, and the Zach Brown concert last year, she hooks us up to that too. So. Yeah. Great lady. I, I love. I'm glad her. you know her. Yep. Yeah. I just saw her pull my truck in. <laughs> Mike, you said every once in a while you get the chance to get some tickets out there if somebody doesn't show up. Grandma gets you some good seats. Yes. That's nice. Yes. Well, we have a hall pass, so Grandma knows everybody who sits in her section. So if you go to the game, she'll say, well, the Smiths aren't here tonight. Go sit down in row three. Nice. <laughs> you have to give her a growler? She's uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loves a two-way street. Yep. yep. Well, tell us about the barman that uh, Jesse and I are drinking here, that uh, I'm drinking anyway. Jesse's on. What the heck are you drinking there? What did you give me? Uh not sure. It's, it's, our, it's our seasonal uh, strong lagers. It looks like it looks like a. I don't know. It's like exit radio. It looks like a quart. It looks like a quart of beer. It's not a pint of beer. You better use the politically correct title. Right. That's our Dickens summer lager. <laughs> I was a huge fan of Charles Dickens growing up, so we make a beer to commemorate him. Great expectations, or what? sure. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is actually good. Yeah, so give it a try. When we have the the monthly century panel, I was good. telling you about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is our most popular. Everybody. That's a nice beer. Yeah. yeah, it's very very drinkable. Yeah, uh, yeah. sessionable. It's about eight percent alcohol, so the session doesn't last very long. <laughs> Three innings. Yeah. Usually, yeah. But Coors Field, maybe two or two innings does that. <laughs> Somebody balls hit well, out of this a lot of people here. come to the games here that know us and never actually go to a game. <laughs> Not because of this beer, just because we'll see our first They want to hang, they they wanna hang out with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. it's all about us. Yeah, it's us. <laughs> yeah. So are you guys drinking the Dickens Spring Lager or the Summer Lager? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping up over here. Lager. Yeah, this would be the, the dirt version rather than the mud version. Yeah. Okay. I've just opened I just cracked open a bottle here of the spring lager, so we're gonna check that one out as well. You guys oh, are you I'm having a hard time keeping up with you guys, I gotta tell you. Well, well we we wanted to spread, you know, all the styles around so you could taste a wide variety instead of just sending you one. There you go. Yeah. Oh, these are good beers. Yeah, you know, actually they're good for you too. So we've started using the, uh, well, as you guys know, you guys supply us with the uh, gluten-free hops. <laughs> uh, 
we're using the, the uh, cage free malt now. Okay. Uh, we're using conflict free yeast, but you know, <laughs> yeast just makes love. And we're also, we've also started using GMO free water. <laughs> oh. you, guys, you, guys are, you guys are right on it here. Oh, we're on the cutting edge. You guys are right on it. Okay. Now do you understand why everybody wants to come visit us? <laughs> That's about as politically correct of a beer as you can make, and it actually hey, tastes it's all, good. It's all, it's all true, though. I mean, Google that stuff. It's... <laughs> Steve, what I what I can tell you being here in person with these guys is they're like you and I. They have uh, they have faces made for radio, so ah, we're okay. all the... <laughs> we're all in the same boat. Well, we've got uh, we've got the Giants tonight here in Colorado. Jesse and I are going to the game later on. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Look, you go sit with Grandma. Yeah, we'll sit with Grandma. We'll yeah. talk to my Grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Steve, uh, what else is going on in the world of hops this week? I know it was a holiday last week, but uh, how's the weather looking? How was the weather back in Yakima this weekend? Well, it was an ab- absolutely gorgeous last week. We had just prime weather for getting those hops up the bind uh, this time of the year. It's a little cooler today. We had a little bit of wind yesterday, I noticed, on the way coming home. Uh, but it's supposed to warm back up, and, and uh, the hops should be going. I haven't been out to see a lot of hops over the last week. I'm looking forward to maybe uh, some evenings just to get out and take a look at things. I was down in the lower valley uh, out visiting one of our growers, uh, Rick Sove, last year. All of his stuff looks, or last week, all of his stuff looks really good. Um, I think the thing that most growers are looking for now is, uh, you know, maybe some possibly early bloom and some of the stuff that was trained very early. But uh, for the most part, I think things look uh, good here in the Yakima Valley. Uh, as I mentioned last week, I was in... Uh, Oregon and Idaho the week before, and things look good down there as well. So, so far, so good. Have you heard anything from uh, your contacts in, in uh, Europe and Germany in particular? What's going on there? That's the first thing I did this morning is uh, left a couple voice messages with my uh, friends in Germany. I haven't heard back from them yet, but uh, I'm sure they'll get a hold of me uh, tomorrow morning. Uh uh, it looked like things were a little bit ahead of where they needed to be the last I talked to them. I'm anxious to find out whether that trend has continued or whether things have uh, snapped back into place. Right. Well, it's, uh, it's again, it's, it's still May, so a lot of growing season left. Uh, we've got June, July, August before we, uh, we're going to have a much better idea of what's going on with, with the hops around the world. Uh, you know, from, from what we've seen, our, our May... Uh, Sales numbers look pretty good at the moment. Uh, it seems after we came out of Nashville, there's some pretty good interest in some of the cryo hops and uh, some of the American nobles, but uh, it's finally warming up more and more across the U.S., so hopefully that means uh, a little bit more beer consumption. It's a, it's a gorgeous night here. It'll be a gorgeous night here in Denver, so it should be a good crowd for the Rockies playing the Giants, which is pretty good competition or uh, healthy competition so hopefully it means some good beer consumption uh, for you guys as well how tall are the hops there in Yakima now uh depending on the variety cascades is typically the first one put on the string uh some of those are up uh five feet four or five feet somewhere in that that uh, range some of the late trained varieties such as uh citra and some of those are maybe two three high 
two or three feet high right now. So just just getting going, just barely starting. Cool. Yeah, I just spoke to a friend of ours today that grows hops out in the western slope of Colorado, and he's got some that are like 12 feet tall. And yeah. They've had a lot of warm spring, so they're, they're ahead of themselves. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, that, that is a little bit uh, farther along than I like to see them, but if the weather stays nice and they make it to the top of the trellis before they start blooming, uh, they should be okay. Cool. Tom and Mike, have you been you've been out at the harvest period, right? Yeah. You've been under yeah. selection, right? You've seen the hops, right? Yeah. So go to the sportsmen's and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> in, in, infamous, infamous yeah. place in Yakima. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. So uh, Jesse is, uh, like I said, Jesse's been with us 11 years, and uh, you've seen quite a bit of change in the last 11 years in the craft industry. Uh, maybe tell us a couple of things that uh, stick out in your mind about how the hot market has changed or the craft industry has changed and oh, maybe talk even around here in Denver. What are you seeing differently now that you saw you know, compared to 10, 11 years ago? Okay, so from 2007, um, there was not enough hops and everybody's crying. <laughs> but what we have is a bunch of good supporting brewers who understand contracting and contracting well. Yeah. It's been a good experience, at least here in Colorado, uh, for the brewers, especially like uh, you all and uh, Denver Beer Company, who are just doing responsibly um, contracting their hops. And um, yeah, what was the name of the, the the bar you took me to earlier today? That uh, had a great uh, selection of uh, beers. Uh, uh, Falling Rock. Yeah, Falling Rock. Falling Rock. Man, what a what an iconic spot that is, and what a what a great beer list they have. You know, they that's yeah, where we used yeah. to do the uh, the Alpha King. Uh, yeah, we used to do choices there. And, uh, you look at the signs around the walls, and yeah. there's a lot of history there. Yeah, we outgrew that spot a little bit. Was 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 maybe you guys know? I mean, how how did Denver get such to be a great beer town? I mean, was it completely a function of Golden, or was it uh, just the the outdoor lifestyle? Why why Denver and why not, I don't know, you know, Kansas City, uh, you know, apologies to Boulevard, but what, what was it about Denver that uh, became such a great beer town? Hard to say. I think there's a lot of surrounding communities and college towns that yeah. people drink a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Now, nowadays it's, it's, it's more, it's not like the, the dedicated Coors or Bud or Miller drinkers. It's, it's more... You've got people out there that want uh, 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 just a whole schematic of all sorts of different flavors, styles, whatever. They don't want it. I want to. I want to go to the store and pick up a twelve pack and then go home. They want to go to this tap room or this tap room or this brewery and have. A, it's like, hey, what do they got? You know, it's 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 interesting because everybody's a little bit different. Everybody puts a little bit of spin on on their their different styles so well, well that's what i thought was very interesting about falling rock you go in there and you get a pliny the elder you can get anything from uh you know from the the low avery or odell's or what you can get a really good choice you know and it's pretty special it, absolutely one of the best selections i've ever seen yeah but it's just truly a good beer area you know kudos to everybody that's been involved you guys have been here for a long time that's a great thing and yeah, Falling Rock is one of the first multi-tabs 
yeah. in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. They're still the best. And during the GBF, every all the brewers just gravitate. Oh, right I didn't go there during the GBF. I know <laughs> it's hard to get in. I bet it's crazy. Yeah. I know those guys all the time. It's like, all right. <laughs> well, next year you have both the uh, the craft brewers conference here in April, and then you have GBF oh, or whatever right. it is October. So, yeah. Oh, so uh, probably let us go to that craft brewers conference. Did <laughs> 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 did you finish your? Uh, Dickens Spring Lager yet? I'm about uh, three quarters of the way done with the secondhand smoke, about halfway through the uh, Spring Lager, and I've still got this, uh, what the heck, Goat Rancher? Yeah, Goat, <laughs> goat, goat Rancher. rancher. Pale goat? Did you guys get the Pale Goat Rancher or the Dark Goat Rancher? Both. We gave uh, them both. Oh, and the Naptime Stout. I've tried a little bit of the Goat Rancher, and i got to say it's not bad. It's good, you know, it's, it's not bad for you either. Because we use the uh, the whole thing about the free range <laughs> gluten-free hops. So it's, actually, advertise gluten it's, free a, hops. it's a free range goat in this thing as well, or what? Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you know, they use those for weed control here in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, guys, uh, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us this week on our podcast. Uh, we really appreciate this. Uh, a lot of fun spending time here with you guys at the Sandlot Brewery at Coors Field. Uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Mike. And uh, Steve, uh, we'll see you next week. I'm back in Yakima next week. Thank you, Jesse, for taking time to show us around here. One, one last thing, Tom and Mike. If, if I could use a baseball term here, we're wishing you nothing but good hops. Oh, oh that's a good wow. one. You know, we, got a, we got a beer here called uh, Wicked Hop. There you go. And I'll show these guys the picture. They'll understand what a wicked hop is. <laughs> Great. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. All right. Thanks. See ya.